What's going on, you ravenous meerkats? This is the Forehead Podcast. You got Sideshow. You have Brent. Reinforce. I'm Golden Boy. We're going to talk your head off. This is the greatest disaster on the internet, and it starts off like that for a good reason. Welcome, everyone. You may notice something a little bit different here. Yeah, you're uh, bald, bitch. You're I'm bald. bald. Actually, I'm not completely bald, by the way. Uh, mostly because, you know, I got a little patch there. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a tiny little tuft. <laughs> Oh, oh you're God, combing it. Comb. It's actually disgusting. Okay, for our audio listeners, he has a patch of like one centimeter by one centimeter hair left on top of his head in uh, the back it, left uh, quadrant. It makes me it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah what? No, okay. Cuz it's just unnatural. It's unnatural. It's it makes me uncomfortable. It reminds me of like the <laughs> slimy dude from Lord of the Rings who's whispering into the ear of Worm tongue. <laughs> it reminds me of worm tongue. I don't so, know why. What happened was that I hit a thousand subs on my channel, by the way, guys. Congratulations. Golden Boy FTW. Uh, yeah, no, it was sick. I've never had that happen to me ever in my life. Uh, so I, for once in my pathetic life, I could say I was a Twitch streamer. Uh, so that was cool. But I never had that happen. And I said, if I hit a thousand subs, because my, my best friend Ghost was like, dude, if you hit a thousand subs, you should totally shave your head on stream. Sure. And then people were just like, you know, obviously he doesn't have to do it. And if you saw my friend Ghost right now, he looks like a Puerto Rican hobo. So I don't know like why he <laughs> made the suggestion. But anyway, so um, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'm not thinking that I would. Mind you, I made this bet around like 300 subs. Oh, yeah. that this would never happen. Yeah. Yep. The same with my eyebrows stuff. <laughs> it yeah, sounds is, good at the time. The sideshow rule hey, of I law. did that with, the, with dyeing my hair as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's with right. your hair. I dyed my hair as well. Gone. Yeah. The sideshow was like, yeah, if Johnny gets a thousand subs, then me and Brennan will dye our hair. And I just got a thousand subs. I got 600 subs in one day. Yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous. What? People just love to see it. But what? you didn't dye your hair, did you, Josh? Yeah, I did. I, it was but you blue. didn't. It, it you was fucking, dyed. You put, you put... No, you put powdered. No, I put temporary dye in it. That was still yeah, dyeing my powdered hair. Powdered color dye in your hair. That's still yeah, dyeing my go hair. Temporary? That's some basic bitch. Shit. Absolutely you go not. Skirt the rules. <laughs> you cheated the system. I follow the rules by the letter. My hair is still dyed. Okay, I would argue that I did not cheat the system as much as Golden Boy because Golden Boy was supposed to shave his head and he left a little patch of hair. Okay, for one, let, don't ever try and pivot this because you did, in fact, not follow the rules of this whole thing. Brent's hair is still blonde, but, and he looks a little German, but beyond that, okay, uh, Cynthia, my loving wife, was shaving my head. Mind you, bless her soul, never used a hair clipper a day in her life. I saw she, the stream. Her, she was worried. She was, like, panicked. She was, well, yeah, she was panicked because she didn't want to cut my head, uh, but what she ended up doing was even worse. She took the clipper without turning it on and said okay do i go like that right into my hair <laughs> Bro, without what? turning it on so it actually went right here and she like got the the clipper like stuck inside <laughs> my hair and i yelled i was like oh my god and she does say i have a tendency to overreact whenever like you know something hurts me and, and, and yeah. stuff i i do i do have a tendency like when i burn my foot uh, I, I yelled like the the shriek is like when loudest, you burn yeah. your foot like you burn your foot on a regular basis. <laughs> well, I mean, I I'm, I burn my foot, you know, with some you with burnt some, your foot with some burnt my foot. Yeah, you, well, how, how? Oh, you don't know the story? No, how would you burn did your you foot? Wanna, did you, but is this a multiple reoccurring thing? 
No, no, no. Thank okay. God. Thank God. No, the way I burned my foot was I was cooking some rice and then I was stirring the pot, you know, because the boiling uh-huh. water and stuff. Because I'm not, I, again, like like Josh is, you know, basic bitch out here using temporary hair dye. I'm out here making real rice like a man, not using a rice cooker. I, like yeah, no, no, pansy. I don't own a rice cooker either. I, yeah, I steam rice in a pan, I, yeah. I'm gonna also, be real why are you stirring it? Go for it, Bren. Why do you say rice cooker? Rice cookers are legit. Shut up. All right, moving on. Though. Does it make a difference in quality? Yeah, rice cookers are better. No, it does not. Yes, rice cooking rice cookers are better. No, it's not. That's I'll tell you like what, it does true. make a big difference if you stir it, because that means you have the lid off, which means that the steam can't accumulate, and you're not steaming the rice properly. No, no, no. So the way it. we do it, way we do it is we get it to a rolling boil, and then we, uh, then we stir it so I can move all the rice around with a little bit of uh, salt and stuff like that to break up the rice mm. uh, so that it doesn't stick to the pan. And then I put it on simmer for like... 15 minutes and okay. then that's how i make my rice so that's i how make a risotto went... too right i guess no. so i don't know no Maybe that's I'm, not how you I've make risotto, risotto. Uh, i've never so made a risotto i'm stirring uh. the rice and the water came off because i guess it was stirring a little aggressively and then the water kind of splashed over it uh and then it just landed on my foot <laughs> and you spooned boiling had... water onto your foot yeah thankfully i had uh i have some chancletas on you know my slippers i had, I had some slippers on so i was good you know, it didn't get my whole foot, but mm-hmm. it did. It did create a boil, and I had a boil uh, right on my foot. It was great. Some cyst that ju- I don't know what it, to call it, but it just a blister, was like pretty big. A blister, not a boil no, or no, a, it's a cyst. Boil. It was a boil, <laughs> and it was and it and it was squishy, and it was squishy. Oh. And then I went to go throw out the garbage, and then uh, as I was walking, I felt the the boil pop, and I felt the warm liquid just trail on my foot. It was great. It was a good oh. time. I'm glad I could share that story with you. Some people are eating, Alex. Somewhere in the world, one of our viewers has just vomited up their breakfast. Well, if you're eating, listening to this show, where we talk about poop on a constant basis, then that is your (laughs) own damn fault. But we don't talk about poop on a constant basis. We only talked about poop once or twice. Well, we're talking about poop now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Got you there. Well, Got you. So, yeah, so you don't really know what's on your head until you... uh, until you really like walk around with a patch on the side of your head, uh, because yet uh, two nights ago Cynthia ordered some pizza and I was streaming and I had to go and get the pizza from the front door, and uh, so I got up and I realized I didn't have my hat on, so I opened the door and when I opened the door I looked to the left and I think that this guy <laughs> he saw my patch <laughs> and he gave me the weirdest look, but I never understood why. And then. Uh, like I would say like maybe two three minutes later Cynthia comes through the door as I'm about to like sit back down she's like oh my god you didn't wear your hat <laughs> so yeah that pizza wait, guy wait. is probably like what's wrong what's wait wrong so you thing? never knew that you had a patch of hair just left on your head Cynthia just left no, it for no, you I as knew. a surprise no no I knew we oh. knew it was a gag uh, okay. the, we asked the chat whether or not we should keep the patch and the chat said keep the patch of course so, it did. <laughs> in the in the cha- in the in my Discord right now, there's kind of this campaign called hashtag the patch lives. Right. Uh, and and they they thought oh, I was going to cut it off, but I did Twitch Rivals with the patch. Nice. Uh, I I you know I I, I did uh, I did a business interview uh, with the patch. <laughs> um, I did I we met for this Budweiser thing that I'm doing with Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, during that meeting, they wanted cameras on. I showed them the patch. Uh, so, you know, a lot of executives in the industry have seen the patch so far. And so they're committed. big fans. Still got hired. <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you grow out the rest of your hair, can you continue growing the patch into like a rat tail kind of mullet thing, but oh, on the no, side no, of no, your no, head? That would be horrible. Oh, that would be so we, good. That would we have actually about, be horrible. 
Wait, like the patch actually doesn't doesn't get in like in the way. So there has been conversation in you know from both parties, me and my wife, regarding whether or not we we keep the patch or not. It's like I a think harmless I'm skin tag. Yeah, I think I'm gonna shave it off, mostly because I don't want my hair to grow uneven. It's, um, it's like a brand now. People yeah. like uh, think of you when they think of the patch. It's just like you know, it's part of you now. It's part of your you know, brand. like it's what face is a, is a good thing of a brand, right? But the patch, I don't know if I want the patch as a part yeah, of my brand. People associate the patch with you. It's like it's you like know? Josh's giant forehead. Like, I don't account. want that as my brand. You know, like uh, why would you not want that as your brand? That's a very good look brand. It's worked well for me. <laughs> look at me! You're all forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally one hundred percent forehead right now. Hey, listen, oh, don't judge. I want you to shave your head. That's what I want you to do. Yeah, well, good luck with that. I've done it before in the past, and it was not a good idea. <laughs> all, have... of my, all of my friends in the UK are shaving their heads recently. Really? Well, yeah, yeah because... Yeah, barbers. Yeah, nobody They're knows how to cut their hair properly, so... Bro, they, they all look like skinheads. Yeah. They're it's just, rough times. Yeah, they look like... Yeah, they look like they're about to, I don't know, start battering people in the street. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather want to grow your hair out than to actually shave it because i feel like it's a once in a life opportunity to actually grow it out and see like what do i look like do i look like tarzan or do i look like a hippie freak you, you already had like long hair right hmm? you didn't, spoke at the same time didn't you already have long hair when you were younger no no maybe like to like you know yeah i've seen like, like baby long, picture of jonathan like... and it was it was it wasn't shoulder length, but it You've was longer. You've seen a baby picture of me. Oh, not baby, but you were you were kind of baby face. You must have been like 16, 17, something like that. And you had like, so a, like, you had like a long fringe kind of thing. No, we had the classic 14-year-old hairstyle where it just it's like medium length. You yeah, know, it's it just floppy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you uh, anyone have a bowl? Do you have a, a bowl uh, cut, anyone here? No. No? No, thank God. No, our parents no. cared about us. <laughs> <laughs> we all came from a long line of hairdressers. It's yeah, true. Oh, the uh, I feel I feel like that works both ways though, Johnny. Like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go bald because they don't know if it looks good or not. You know, you almost almost all men will eventually experience what they look like bald. I mean, I don't know why you no. would want to rush it. That's no? not almost. I mean, well, oh, yeah. how many percent of humanity bald? What, what do you mean they'll experience what they look like bald? I feel like most men over the course of like a full lifespan, if they live until they die of old age, would eventually lose enough hair so that they would choose to go bald, you know? Even if they wouldn't go fully bald, no, my, they'd my, start bald. Uh, my great my great grandfather wait, wait. until he died. Yeah. Same with my f- same with my granddad. Full, a full thick set of hair. Same with my granddad. But the fact that I remember that my granddad had a full set of hair means that it is unusual. It is literally the exception that proves the rule. So, proving you wrong, if you look up what's the percentage of humanity that is bald, it is 10%. Yeah, so Josh, what, no, but, but I don't mean I don't mean bald the currently. Are not bald. Ten percent are bald. There are about seven point five billion billion people yeah, in the world. What Josh, about ninety? Like seven hundred and fifty million I, of them are bald. But I think of an old person. I do not associate that with bald. No, but they thin. The you? hair gets very, very thin and white and stuff like that. So, so you're more likely to just shave it all off at that point because it doesn't look good when you're old anyway, does it? That's not true, man. Yo, have you seen Richard no, Gear? That man old. looks. He looks amazing. Uh. I think you're full of shit. Nah, Listen. man. The old people have very thin hair. Your hair gets super thin, and most people, most men, start to male pattern baldness. So get it off. 
Get it off. No, do, do I feel you like think? you're just. Reflecting. I feel like you're, you're just... just projecting. Yeah, you're projecting. That's what <laughs> you, I was going to you, say. You're you've projecting. accepted that. You've accepted that you are going to go bold <laughs> at some point in your life, and you're just you are ra- you're waiting for the first sign of boldness. Brent, do you yeah. want? Do you want to make a bet on who goes bald first between me and you? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. My, my, How are we going to keep count? Well, my dad, my dad has a full set of hair right now. My granddad also has a full set of hair. But my other granddad is totally bald. It's, so, your, it's your mom's side, by the way. Yeah, well, my mom's granddad is totally bald. <laughs> but my, yeah. My, yeah, well, my, my, my grandfather, from my father's side, full head of hair mm. until he passed well, away. On my mom's side, no one's bald. Really? My, my, yeah. What about your dad's side? No one bald. Mm. Oh, this is not a good bet to take. No, I gladly made this bet, pal. How much How would are you I do? keep track? Well, I feel like you just you just wait, and the first person that starts balding loses the bet. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you are and, basically kind of sort of there already. No, for I mean, you it's no, happening here. No, 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 no. Going Retreating down. forehead for you, is not Brent, balding. It's happening right here. I have a fucking huge forehead. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, receding hairline is not balding. Yeah, but but this, I feel like I've always had this. But I've always had a very long fringe to cover it. Wait a minute. Receding hairline look, is not balding? That is no. not true. Yes, it is. If you go, if you look at uh, some old foot pictures of me when I was really young, I can't find them actually. I don't exist uh, be, beyond the, the age of, uh, previously to the age of 20. No pictures of me exist. Really? No. Wow. I can't it. find them because. Didn't you have a Facebook? Uh, yeah, but I, I locked it down and deleted it. Oh. And I made a new Your parents probably for the best. So you? Yeah, they did. They definitely did. Um, but I'll tell you what, my nan sent me some on WhatsApp. If I get my phone, I can oh, look through them and I can show the screen. And oh, what, so you're trying to wait prove... for Bren. Yeah. I mean, he's right there. Never mind. <laughs> well, he's going to find a picture. Yeah, I'm still... Yeah. I'm still... <laughs> yeah. But do you think... Here's a question. Do you think as you grow older, you fit more with a bald head? Or are there actually like 20-year-olds that look good bald? All right. Uh, Perfect like example. Older you Perfect get. example. Here's me as I was just born. Well, yeah, of course. When you're just born, you don't have hair all the time. What is that what demon child, dude? I can't even see that. It's like bright oh, red. Sorry. Your hair when you're first newborn rubs off anyway. It's not even real hair. Okay, but look at the hairline on this fucker. <laughs> I can't see. That is ridiculous. Look at that. You look like a fucking tomato with a wig. <laughs> 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 looks like we were born in an incubator, bro. You look yeah, like you look like one of the um, right, right, you know fine. the comic relief red noses, the comedy red noses that they have. You look yeah, like one of those. Yeah. Hey, here's another one. This is my. This is what happens when my when your family dresses you, and this is this is my family sense of style. I could have been. I don't even want to show this picture, but look at this. Oh, oh, wow. oh my god, look at that. Look at Just the vest, look at the tie that doesn't swag pimp daddy. Right so you have there. a very long shirt that's not tucked in, a waistcoat, yeah. and then a very short the tie. Yeah. I've you always had like... like this fringe, so I've, uh, but I think this hairline right. has always existed. It's just been disguised. You mm. look like Chandler Bing's long lost child. Yeah, wow, a little bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what you yeah. look like. A little related to wow. Matthew Perry there. What, what okay. a thrilling conversation so far. <laughs> this has been fantastic. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I'll tell you, man. I have been having some <laughs> dreams recently. <laughs> Here we go. Involving tears? Have you, have you, have you been crying? crying? No, 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 no crying. Oh my God, Johnny. But what very, your dreams? Very vibrant dreams that I can't really remember them too vividly, but some that I can't repeat. 
uh, and some that I can. Uh, and one that I can was that happened this morning when I woke up. I dreamt that Johnny and Josh, I was living with you guys in this house here, but the house was in the middle of just the country in America. Okay. And our landlord was living on the site on like a bungalow off, off on the side. And what had happened over the course of the dream, yeah, like a sort of like a very low like house, house with no stairs. Like a beach house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I played house. Age of Empires. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't they have bungalows in Age of Empires? I don't think so. A bungalow Maybe. in Age of Empires? <laughs> the Roman army just building bungalows everywhere. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I found a picture. Never mind. Go on with the story. The, but the dream was you guys slowly getting murdered. <laughs> Whoa, come on! And me, and me having to solve the fucking murder. Okay. And, and the dream ended, I kid you not, it ended with me calling the police, with them arriving, me pointing them to all of the clues that I found that you guys had been murdered, like your severed limbs in the river, like the... That's quite a clue. Like, like his previous wife being murdered based on the markings on the floor uh, and the fact that the TV got moved and he doesn't watch television. That the, There was a bunch of shit that I, like, uh. tied together to, 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 to come to the conclusion that he was murdering people. It's quite confident the to know that if I ever got murdered, you would solve the crime. <laughs> the police were there. And I was, I, and we came, and I said to them, and I gave them the last piece of evidence, and they said, "Oh shit, he's right there." And they were American, and they looked to the side, and to the side there was a window, and I couldn't see out the window, and I shat myself so much I woke up, <laughs> <laughs> and that was how I woke up from my dream. My heart was racing because I thought, <laughs> "Fuck me, I'm next. I'm dead. I'm dead." It was like oh, a, a yeah, the, the fight or flight response just kicked in. I had a similar dream. Have I, have I told this on the foreheads? I had this dream in December. I remember it because it was after we played poker okay. in the Philadelphia Fusion House. And we got home. That was that night I came home, which usually goes on until like 3 a.m. Yeah, after it was like we had four or five strippers or before? <laughs> well, that's funny you say that because there were strippers in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh I, I had this dream and we were stuck on an island, but... The street we were at was the street we lived on in Glendale. So it's the three of us, and we're like <laughs> drunk as hell. Like it's like we've been to K Town, and we're just wasted, and we're like falling on the street. The three of us at this corner, um, and apparently we're right next to a strip club. So there's a bunch of strippers that come out, and we start playing this game. You know, when there's like uh, chairs, and like you run around. And oh yeah, uh, musical chairs. Here. Yeah, musical chairs. So we play musical chairs <laughs> on the street in Glendale, where we used to live at. Sure. Eventually, I call it quits. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to Uber back home. So I get, get in an Uber. Turns out my Uber driver is a fucking psycho murderer. <laughs> so he drives me out into the woods. He drives me out into the woods. And I'm like, this is not where I live. And he tries to just, he, he takes me out to his barn and he tries to murder me. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So uh, I, I can't remember how, but... Eventually, I escape. Like, I run away from this guy's barn and just, like, I have to warn Brennan Sideshow. So I run for, like, 10 minutes, and then I Uber back to the street in Glendale that we used to live at. Yeah. But there's only the strippers and the chairs left, and you two are gone. <laughs> and I ask the strippers, like, where is Brennan Sideshow? And they're like, oh, they Ubered away. And my first thought is, oh, my God, they got the psycho murderer driver. And so I'm on this chase 
to go back to the barn and I find the two of you in this barn like passed out unsuspecting of what's like happening and essentially I kill this murderer and I save the two of you and then I woke up but <laughs> it, I still remember it four months later because it, it, it really it really got to me man. but why did it make such a big impression on you because he saved you because I saved you you guys were in danger you're so about to die yeah. yeah. Okay. He and cares about you so much. Yeah. yeah. Also, it was me horrifying. Too that these dreams involve just the three of you, and I just seem to be left out. <laughs> you know, well, that breaks my heart. We've also never lived. You were one of the Alex. strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I actually had a weird dream as well. Uh, this one happened today. It was the weirdest freaking thing ever. So I, I dreamt that me and Cynthia were living, uh, funny enough, in California. And um, we were, but we were living in like, uh, you guys been to like Doa's place, right? Where he yeah. has like that, you know, multi-tiered uh, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the palace, the yeah, Doa's like, palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doa's palace. Uh, so I, I dreamt that we were living in a, in a place like that. So it's like three floors, just like, you know, nice, you know, looking apartments. Anyway, um, but I like woke up from a nap in the dream hearing a person outside with a bullhorn saying, ladies and gentlemen, we have identified that apples are a big, uh, like conductor for the coronavirus. So apples like out. the fruit. Yeah. So it's like, please throw out all of your apples right now. <laughs> and then everyone just started chucking their apples outside of the window at this man, by the way, who is announcing it. So he's just getting pelted by apples. <laughs> And I'm looking and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with humanity? And they're just chucking their apples, you know, all these apples just out in the middle of the street. I didn't understand for the life of me why this was happening. And then a man so has the bullhorn and he's getting he's hit with the apples. He's like, ah, oh, my nuts. Ah, oh, and he's just like getting destroyed by these apples. And then I wake up and... <laughs> And then I wake up and I go to my wife in the living room, like, you know, in real life. I go to my wife in the living room and I was like, babe, I just had this dream where, like, apples were a major conductor of the coronavirus. And then at that moment, she was planting an apple tree in Animal Crossing. And she's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that, was, that was the weirdest thing, bro. What? I, I, I find it strange the dreams that you remember. That's the weirdest part of it. It's like, why yeah. are yeah. you... Yeah. Why... why <laughs> Why did that one make a big impact on you, you know? Because they thought well, it was so relatable, no? Uh, relatable? Like, I find that the dreams... Well, no, what? okay, sorry. Apples being let a conductor for the that. coronavirus is relatable. No, but let me rephrase this. <laughs> like, I think that the dreams stem from psychology, and so the dreams that stick to you are things that you care about. So in this instance, it's not about apples spreading coronavirus. It's that Alex is, like, actually scared of the coronavirus and something unsuspecting... Ooh. Mm. sort of makes him attracted and so it stems from the fear of the coronavirus coronavirus itself and then a random element that actually like mm. surprises him and makes it a nightmare so like but i mean it wasn't it's not really relatable. a nightmare it was more funny that you oh never mind because the guy was getting hit in the nuts with apples it was genuinely <laughs> hilarious my my thought though johnny is that dreams are an extension of <laughs> an alternate reality and that, okay, that is just a glimpse of getting an alternate reality mm. Really? You think, think that your dream of a man 
a man's testicles getting shredded by apples that the, the, the people of Earth had to discard in order to save them from a pandemic. You believe that was an alternate reality that you looked into? Bro, there there could be an infinite amount of realities Are you, uh, out there. You ever you ever taken DMT? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, Brent? Fucking sounded like it right now. No, no man, I've never taken some, DMT. There's just some times where I legit think to myself, like, yo, these dreams are so vivid and weird and different. And what if, what if there are these infinite realities out there? All right. That just well, let me exist. paint this picture I... for you, okay? Okay. Imagine. 32 million years ago, right. you are a primate, one of the earliest primates that's existed. Okay. Mm. Okay. This, this was a long time ago. Remember, that was about the halfway point towards the, the you know, the, uh, the meteorite hitting the, the earth with the uh, dinosaurs and shit. You know what I mean? Wait, what? From now, until, from now until then, until the meteor, that was like the midway point between us and the meteor hitting was when these, when these, when these primates existed. Okay. They have discovered evidence that these primates that existed 32 to 35 million years ago likely traveled on rafts made of vegetation to other continents because they've tracked so the, they've tracked the teeth of uh, of these of these uh, let me find let me find the exact thing real quick did they have DMT <laughs> No. So what you mean is, when you say rafts made of vegetation, that's a raft, right? Because vegetation is just wood. Hold so, up. So, 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 yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be, it could be vines, could be something waterlogged, you know, that floats. Who knows? Vine. But, but basically, so here's here's the here's the thing. Although there are many primate lineages in the old world, it is thought that the new world is home to just one group. The Platyrrhine monkeys. I probably butchered that one, but apologies. Which apologies to any Platyrrhine monkeys listening. <laughs> well, just, just any people, to... any people who have, uh, who have an actual minds. background in this, <laughs> right? Science okay, minds. for butchering it. But they appear to have colonized the region during the Eocene. Don't know what that means. I think it's presumably the period of time yeah. of when this occurred. Uh, the guy who did the research on this article describes a new primate species on the basis of fossil. Uh, molars found in the Peruvian Amazon that appears to belong to a group of uh, primates best known from northern Africa. Whoa. And the fossils appear to be from a well-differentiated lineage suggesting that this species had been evolving within South America for quite some time. And it's likely that the ancestors of this new species arrived this is the only, this is like basically a, a theory, but they theorize that the only way this could have even got here, this this species, this subspecies of primate, is via a transatlantic rafting event when sea levels dropped at the Eocene period, 32 to 35 million years ago. So imagine, put yourself in the shoes of this monkey, okay? <laughs> you are foraging for nuts on the coastline of northern Africa, okay? Life is good. You've got a, 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 a lady primate over there who's interested in you. You might even be the alpha male at some point. You know, your fangs are getting pretty big. You're putting on a bit of muscle. This is like best case scenario. Sure, like, yeah. It could just be an incel or two, you know. could just be an incel <laughs> monkey. But imagine this. Imagine this. He is on the coastline foraging for God knows what. Bugs, nuts, something like that. And he's hanging on a big old thick piece of vegetation. When suddenly a storm hits, he takes cover in a cove. 
Next thing you know, the storm is getting worse and worse and worse. And the cave that he's taken refuge in is starting to rise. The sea level starting to rise as the cave starts to flood from the sea. And he has to grab onto a bunch of vines and twigs and, and collected brambles and whatever else. And next thing you know, he's floating out to sea and, and he can't escape. And he's, and he's seeing the distant shoreline just escaping further and further and further. And his little primate brain is so confused because all he's thinking about is fucking that lady primate <laughs> and collecting nuts. And he can't think of anything else, but he's like, why is the land getting further away? And he's petrified. And he wakes up a couple of days later dehydrated on the coastline of Peru. Or dead. No. Because he survived. And then there How was... How long this, is that? This, well, that, I mean, here's what I don't quite understand. Closer. Exactly. How, what did the continent structure actually look like uh, that many million years ago? What because did it's, the world look and like? And what does this have to do with 35. infinite dimensions as my, as my you know... I, I just want you does, to Alex. go... I just want you to go think, <laughs> think and I want you to think oh the Eocene. Okay, here you go. Uh a bunch of scene Peru kids, is, a lot of them. Peru is on the west coast of Oh, South it was much it was much closer. America. It was much closer. Yeah, it must yeah, have I don't been, know right? why yeah. they went Peru. Probably okay, they said like Peruvian America, but maybe they what they mean by Peruvian Andes, America mean Andes. to describe well maybe in this case. Do you have a link for me uh, as to what the continents look like? Yeah. Give me a second. I've got like 50 tabs open. Because you're saying that they made a... a the, the assumption here is that they made think a transatlantic a... voyage. Yeah. Right? From northern, northwestern Africa to South America. Okay. And this is from Wikipedia, the Eprisian Earth. Okay. So the, so you're saying from northern Africa to, to where, sorry? To, to, to Peru, Peruvian I, America, I to, but maybe not Peruvian America. I, I think it's the Andes. I think it's like that that whole region. I'm mean, then again though, the Andes is is I think it's north to south, so it's hard to hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. Okay. I mean that is still I mean what they went through the Panama Canal? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. I don't know. Let, let me let me I mean Is there another um Peruvian Amazon? The Peruvian so, Amazon. So the Peruvian Amazon. Oh, so, so that's through that little the, crack. It landed in the Amazon, and the species evolved and ended up in Peru in the Peruvian Amazon. Okay, but but that's they would have traveled across the Atlantic Ocean. So so yeah, the the evidence suggests that uh, the New World monkeys and rodents of the Western Hemisphere derived from source groups from the Eocene of of Afro Arabia, a landmass that was one thousand five hundred to two thousand kilometers east of South America um, during the late. Paleogene, mm. presumably another period of time, um, and they're they're reporting evidence for a, a, a third mammalian lineage of African origin in the Paleogene of South America. So, a newly discovered genus and species. Really interesting. Just, pretty sick. Put, put yourself in the in the in that situation with that monkey, and just imagine yourself clinging to a raft in the sea, thinking he was dead about a week ago, and then next thing you know, he lands in. Uh, a world as mm-hmm. presumably one of the dominant, not predators, but uh, you know these foreign life forms when they get into these areas they're not <laughs> supposed to, they just kind of take over. You know, you sound weirdly like the, that's like the first type of xenophobia right there. It's like these <laughs> these <laughs> these bloody monkeys coming over here from Africa ruining our Amazon it's <laughs> for the Amazonian yeah. monkeys. Oh my god. Yeah. Was... yeah. but you know you know what I mean like the invasive species like, Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. 
like uh, bull but, toads. But that doesn't Australia. always. I mean, the ones that survive end up be uh, are like the invasive species, right? There must be a load of species that arrive in places aren't suited for it and end up just dying out. Like, I don't yeah, think all the species what, uh, that invade are better. Isn't this what sapiens is about a little bit, Bren? How like there yeah. were many different kinds of humans. They have names, but ultimately only one survived and became like the dominant one, and it's yeah. the one we stem from. Yes, you know that, but this me. this is um, the, the 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 primates this is describing would have been far too early for like that. Oh, okay. this is just this this is just at this point there was uh, God knows how many branches, but I don't know. But I wish there was like, like one of the timeline to study shit like this. I just an feel alternate like timeline. You said. An no, because like, I have so much shit going on that I just want alternate timelines to do all of these things. Like, I want one timeline for Owl. I want one timeline to just sit in Discord with Bren and talk about shit <laughs> like this. Because it honestly is so interesting. But I feel like I don't have the time for it. So, so you and say, I want yeah. one timeline to play Classic WoW on. And like I can just do all of that. I also, you I, still I, playing Classic WoW? Huh? You, you still playing Classic WoW? That yeah. ship sailed, dude. It's not popular anymore. Get off the wagon. Oh, wow. You're not allowed to How play anymore. How are you going to say so popular. that? How are you going to say that? That's one of my hobbies, and I see you as a friend, Golden Boy. Don't you support my hobbies? <laughs> yes. Yes, Johnny, I support your hobbies. I agree that there's not enough time in a day. Uh, I, not to sound like I am bragging, um, maybe a little, uh, but there... You got that I, time, I, bro? Well, I've, you know, ever since this whole quarantine thing happened... Uh, we, I think all of us were, like, super unsure as to, like, what was going to happen. We didn't know, like, what the the future would hold as far as the, you know, whether we're going to be able to cast again, events, yeah. uh, yada, yada, yada. So, anyway, uh, I somehow went from being, like, just a, a sloth with all the time in the world to literally having no time in the day to do anything. Same here! Everyone has yeah. decided that they want to do everything at the same time yeah. on the same yeah. day all the time. And it is <laughs> like very frustrating because I, I was getting like, and I'm very grateful. Like I was getting work and you know, I did like the T one, no, not the T one thing, but I did, I was offered the T one thing. Uh, but at that time I was also offered the Twitch rivals thing. And then uh, I was offered like uh, this other uh, Twitch Rivals bit, and then there was uh, uh, another stream I had to do, and it was just like stack. It was like stacked, essentially, is what I'm saying. And like in a span of a week and a half, like my time went from being like really open and just flexible to, yeah, no, you got no time to do anything. I'm not doing Titan Games voiceovers because they sent me all this stuff. Uh, then I was receiving like 15 million packages from EA for God knows what reason. I'm not even working Apex anymore, so don't know why that's happening. And there was just like a lot of, and I'm still receiving packages, lol. Uh, so there's just a lot of just craziness going on. And dude, like, where's all the time gone, man? Yeah, like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappeared, I, bro. I do sound a little ungrateful, though. So I do want to preface that I'm No, quarantine just made me super productive. Because, like, I have a set schedule and. Like, and I have my days planned out. Before quarantine, it was like, well, some day, days I got to go this. Some days I got to Uber to this place and do this. And, you know, now I'm just home working all the time. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah. Cool topic. I do feel like we brushed over Brent's story a little bit. I still think about that because it was a really fascinating story. And what, I can't the monkeys? No, yeah, it, I still it, think it, about yeah. the monkeys, dude. Well, I, I, still I mean, think just, about the uh, log, bro. I, I looked I up the. Bring it up. I looked up the width of the Atlantic Ocean now, and it seems like it was about half as big back then. Oh. Um, but I mean, even so, a ridiculous voyage. But just to add a little bit of lower context. lower sea levels, I think maybe or maybe. But why know. would lower sea levels affect things? I don't really. Less sea uh, to less... travel across. What? Oh, right. You mean because the land uh, starts yeah. earlier? Yeah. <laughs> Social I, I, I was. I was like, that sounds like some papaya <laughs> shit right there. Like, <laughs> then, like you're traveling the depth first. It is you who is the papaya. But also, I think probably the depth of the uh, the ocean contributes somewhat to how tumultuous the journey is as well. Mm, right. Yeah. Because oh, that's a great call. Yeah, I think the um, one of the reasons why the gap between Russia and the USA is what do they call it? Is it the Bering Strait? Is that what that is? Or I actually I, no. don't know. Yeah, something like that. What? Am I am I going crazy for Bering Strait? Okay, I could see how he ended up in the yeah Bering. Strait. Yeah, yeah, the Bering Strait. I think that is yeah, incredibly I mean, they, they deep water, walked, which makes right? it very difficult to navigate. Isn't that where they fish for uh, crabs? I have no idea. I think it's somewhere near uh, Kamchatka in Russia, and I think they do uh, some kind of fishing voyages up there. Yo, deadliest catch, bro. What a show. You know what? What I realized, you guys have just played so much of that freaking GeoGuessr game. This is like (laughs) all you want to talk about now. It's just uh, like Earth and how it all connects. I, traveling yeah. and locations. This all actually stems from that shit, from that GeoGuessr Geo poison. It's a great yeah. game. Okay. It's a great Geo game. GeoGuessr is a good game. It uh, tests your geography knowledge that you didn't think you had, but you, you there's like so many little hidden quirks in countries that you don't even realize yeah. exist. I've been you know, enjoying doing the play. famous places one and just learning about more incredible famous places to go and visit at some point as well. There's so many... Mm. Dope yeah. piece of architecture and like yeah, I really want to visit uh, Montenegro and yeah. Albania. Yeah, um, yeah. My best friend was, actually went to uh, Albania for an above and beyond show. He said it was like one of the best experiences nice. of his life. Yeah, lo- I don't know how to pronounce it. Losofo. Losofo. It's like it's not pronounced like uh, Losofo. It's pronounced differently. But in South Africa, Losofo oh, is beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Africa in general is a so that is the only place that's the only continent me and Cynthia have not visited. Lesotho, well, not only continent actually, I stand corrected. Um, but that is one of the major uh, continents because we haven't gone to uh, we haven't gone to Greenland and we haven't gone to Antarctica. We haven't gone there, but um, <laughs> but uh, but Af- but Africa is a pretty big one, right? Because there's uh, yeah. so many amazing it's enormous bits of history. It's a I mean, lot not of only that, you also yeah. Egypt, you know. Um, that is like one of the places that we definitely, uh, want to go to because there's so much, something I want to do. Uh, I, I was walking around, uh, you know, the, the city a few months back with Cynthia, we were like shopping and we ran across this Ethiopian street food, uh, restaurant. Dude, Ethiopian food is amazing. Bro, that shit slapped, man. I, and I looked at Cynthia and cause I hate, I hate flying. So I looked at Cynthia and said, babe, we're going to go to Ethiopia. And she's like, also Ethiopia, one of the only, uh, Christian countries in, uh, South Africa as well. Really? Great coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ever on GeoGuessr and you're in a, and you know, you see a lot of people of African descent, but you see a lot of Orthodox symbols on walls or things. 
probably in Ethiopia. You know, you can... Do you have any concept of how big Africa is, though? Africa's fucking enormous i yeah. mean yeah every yeah. time i press in africa i still get like Dude, 10 points you can so far away you can fit the whole of the usa and the whole of china and the whole of india and most of europe inside of africa yeah it's pretty big like it is enormous it's hey, well, also pretty unbelievably big. large yes you Australia. can no you can fit a lot in africa but i mean not not yep. most of your uh you okay? No. Let, yeah. let me let me yeah. show you this. Because you're looking at the map, your vision is skewed of it. Yeah, it's called the Mercator projection. Yeah, the, the Mercator projection makes it look bigger. So look at this. Look at this picture that I just posted in the doc. It's it's uh, an infographic called the true size of Africa that I wanted to show you guys. Dude, it's, that is it's bananas. That is oh, ridiculous. That is oh my god, that like, is crazy. You showing that to the viewers, man? Yeah, that yeah. Nuts. Yeah, it's wild and like holy. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely bananas. I think people just don't appreciate how truly monstrous <laughs> in terms of size Africa is, and it has massive diversity in terms of just like the 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 people, the cultures, the topology, yeah, the geography, yeah, all of actually, it. Actually, a lot of people don't realize that. But when when people see an image of a desert, they often think, "Oh, that's just Africa." Like they just they just think of that as Africa, but yeah. they don't realize, bro. You go onto Google Street View, go down to Lesotho in South Africa, and you will see mountains like you've never seen before. This is I'm talking Avatar shit, bro. Floating islands with waterfalls and shit. Maybe not floating <laughs> yeah. islands, but maybe not floating islands. I mean, that'd be impossible. We should do but a tourist like journey and climb Kilimanjaro. I'm down. Isn't also, Kilimanjaro you know, maybe, a very boring mountain to climb? Because it's just like... Yeah, a lot of it's paved. It's not... Yeah, it's just like a, lo- a fucking long paved okay, road. Okay, so okay, do you fuck go it. To Let's wa- go Mount Everest. Okay, no, no okay, then we die. All three of y'all. I don't want to do that. Okay, listen. Puerto Rican people don't do shit like that. All right? That's <laughs> not? one. We stay on the ground. Okay? We don't try and take yeah, to the sky. Yeah, you on the ground. When we fly. Yeah, you know he's still on the ground, but we ain't trying to go into some damn mountain. We don't also, rock climb. I think that's okay. a bit disrespectful to Puerto Rican people. Bro, I'll <laughs> tell you to, a lot of Puerto Rican people that would be like, nah, I'm good. You're trying smart. to imply that Puerto Rican people don't, are not adventurous? They didn't take risks? They're I'm not, not saying no. Puerto Rican people aren't adventurous. What I'm saying <laughs> is that we are intelligent in, in, in that we, we do our best to minimize There's any kind of risk that we would boy. put. Because if not, then we can't take care of our abuelas and our that, abuelos, and and you know that's just not something that we can do. So such we can't afford a little bitch attitude. There's got to be. There's got to be. There's got to be a part of your Homo sapien brain that wants risk. You know, there's something that makes humans climb mountains and take on challenges, and uh, because challenges can often be associated with great rewards. You never know what's on the top of that mountain until you actually try. Yeah, sure. So the, no, the, okay. the first Homo sapiens that were like, yeah. so I'm going to fucking climb that mountain, and everyone's looking at him like, dude, he's Listen, crazy. For real. I'm, I'm actually for real when I say this. I, I know it sounds entertaining and like for the fun of the podcast, but I'm actually for real when I think that the four of us could secure a TV show contract on the Travel Channel. <laughs> and I think we could make it happen. Okay, we have, right. we have the following. We have a great podcast. We've shown on YouTube, shown on YouTube that we can mm-hmm. take equipment like mm-hmm. Sideshow and travel and do great videos, etc. Mm-hmm. All we need is GoPros. Golden Boy knows The Rock. He can give us a plane. <laughs> it's fine. I, I say make it happen. I want to spend some years of my life go traveling. I like how my only contribution cool is that I know another you know person. The Rock. That, yeah, and then that's he, it. That's he has a plane. 
Uh, Look, I'm just okay. saying, if we all need separate brands, you can be the guy who hooks the three of us up. <laughs> like, it's always Golden Boy who hooks, hooks us up with a plane. I could be like the just... exhibit of the situation. I, I heard you like to climb mountains. So what I decided to do, <laughs> put a fish tank in your knapsack. There you go. Climb the mountain. Have fun. It's a challenge. Bring the fish with you. Goldfish mountain. You, you'll leave, like, the notes, like, in the morning. Like, note from Golden Boy in the morning. Just, like, unlucky for you. You have no more gasoline in your car. You'll have to find an alternate way to reach Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I've provided a few bikes in the back. Take this apple and go forth on your journey. Do, do you remember, I think, that, uh, I think do you remember that Chappelle show one when he did the P. Diddy uh, making the band? And he was, and he needed them to go get uh, like Somalian breast milk or something like that. Do you ever see <laughs> what? Chappelle show? What? It was so good. There was a clip where he's like, he's uh, Dave Chappelle's acting like P. Diddy. And uh, there was a show called Making the Band, if you guys don't remember, no. where P. Diddy was like in the process of making the next big uh, pop R&B band, right? Okay. Uh, like music group. Um, and because, you know, this is when like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all these other like big bands were like popping off and stuff. So the, the funny thing in the show is that he used to just send them on challenges that had nothing to do with actual music. It was just ways to create drama. So wow. then, like, in one of the bits, he, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, again, acting like P. Diddy, he's like, all right, man, what I'm going to need you to do, mind you, gets dragged in on the shoulders of a giant man because P. Diddy was just ridiculous. He was like, what I'm going to need you to do is I need you to go to this neighborhood in the middle of uh, Cambodia and uh, get me some fresh Cambodian breast milk. And then after that, I want to be able to uh, eat a uh, ostrich egg raw Make sure you get that for me. You got 30 minutes. Go. <laughs> and then, and then, like, that would be the challenge. And then, he would, at the end of the challenge, he's like, that's some good Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> you guys win. You know, like, just super shit. Like, it was actually a great episode. Chappelle Show, underrated. Love that okay. show. Uh, can, yeah, Cambodian breast milk. I can't stop thinking about this idea of a travel channel. Okay. We'll be, uh, oh, we'll be like stuck in like Ethiopia or some shit, and like, we'll disagree about something. Golden Boy's gonna lose it. And be like, I want to call my wife. Like, I can't handle these three videos anymore. And it's like, I am, like I drama, am down. hard cuts, dramatic music. It's like, I am down yeah. to go somewhere with you guys. Cynthia's going to come, by the way. There's no way around it. No, uh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying that. I am down to go with you guys somewhere and see what we get into. But I swear to God, if I get into some Yakuza freaking <laughs> dance battle in the middle of a bar in nowhere in, in Japan or you take me to some weird situation in Thailand and where there's a possibility I might lose my spleen. Like mm. I'm not doing any of that. Okay. Mm. Puerto Ricans don't take dumbass risks. That's why they ain't no Puerto Ricans in a lot of these murder movies. Okay. Because I we ain't going to be in those situations. But, but, but I think you would be the, you, you, have you ever seen idiot abroad? Yeah. I've seen idiot abroad. Yeah, you would be the idiot. I'm not an idiot because <laughs> no. I've traveled more than I've traveled so okay, much. Okay, but but you are you seem to me after talking about the mountains, you're very risk averse. You know, you you yeah, don't bro. take risks. Have you seen whales? They're massive. I don't want to be well, in the ocean with some whales. You know, we're going to be in the ocean. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like next thing you know, we're going to climb a mountain, and Brent's going to be like, you know what? I want to do swim with some whales. Fuck out of here! I ain't going to do that. I'm not you trying to die. You don't need to swim with whales. You just I don't know, man. You just, just I don't know. What are you gonna say? Would you, would 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 you if I said, "All right, Alex, 
They've discovered a new tribe in the Amazon. Okay. No, go on. They've discovered a new tribe in the Amazon. They haven't had human contact yet. And we've managed to sweet talk the local officials into letting you be their first contact. <laughs> Why me? Why not? Why not because Josh we, or Johnny? Because we record you. Because we record you people. and just send you in and see yeah, what happens. And then would you I do die. And then would I die. Would you do no, it? I would not do it. Hell no. Oh my God. You, I would 100% do that. So then we'll film your bitch ass going to go and talk. First contact, bro. I'd They're be stripping off my clothes. I'd be going in there. Then no, let's th- record th- you. Why? Uh, sorry, Many people sorry. have done that and just died. Sorry, why would you strip off your clothes? <laughs> Maybe Show I'm no too much. Sorry, why are you stripping <laughs> but, off your clothes? But Nobody ever mentioned I've that. Seen, in the videos I've seen of people getting first contact with um, Amazon tribes, a lot of them uh, are not wearing any clothes. Right. So a lot to of make the... them feel more comfortable, what you they do is they, able, they okay. strip off their clothes and All then right. they go and they meet them naked because it's what they're used to. Even right, if it's uncomfortable yeah. for the, the fucking God knows whoever's meeting them, you know? So go I mean, the only naked, person, the only, the, only, the only nation that would be comfortable in that scenario is probably the Germans. So <laughs> I don't know. We could send the Germans in to get first contact with these tribes, I guess. But Isn't that I'm a common sure. thing, though, that I think I've read? I don't know why I have this idea. That like a lot of like Christian priests would try to engage contact with like clans to try and persuade them to join Christianity, but the tribes just end up killing the priests because they're, they're like that? probably yeah probably I don't know I don't know if they still do it but isn't that something that happened in the past I have this idea probably yeah oh one hundred percent I mean you know homies always trying to get out there and convert folks so I, uh, I that all I'm saying is is that. There's a difference between, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, which is something that has been done sure. that is manageable but can still be funny, versus going and meeting uh, a tribe for the first time, making human contact with them for the first time. <laughs> and yeah, I, God, that, I that's mean, just, can you imagine what their impression of the rest of humanity would be if they met any of us for the first time? <laughs> Well, I that's think that not they would, they would that... think that I'm a stand-up human being. Really? Person. I mean, your hair looks pretty relatable to them. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll show them the path. I don't think it what? does actually. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I think it looks no, the I mean, opposite. No, sideshows. Mine. I mean, sideshows. Yeah. Why does mine look kinda, relatable? It's kind of wild, you know. It's like kind of, you know. Okay. Yeah, Johnny can't roll up there with his beautiful full head of hair and his exactly. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I just okay. I'd be the enemy. But imagine though, if Johnny was the first one to meet him, like, you know, here these people are going about their daily lives, right? Giving water to the locals and uh, making new new bits and bobs and crafting. And then out of nowhere from the forest in, in, in on the side, you you see something. <laughs> it's like rather, rather tall. You think it's a predator. You're not too sure. They're a little concerned. They're wondering what's going on as they look over. And then they just see this beautiful head of hair <laughs> and this massively tall white man as he comes out through the forest. <laughs> butt-ass naked with these <laughs> giant feet, giant hands, and then the first thing he tells him is he calls him Papegas. That thing would be <laughs> wild, bro. That would be content for days. Johnny, yeah. let's let's send you. Let's send you. I, I just go, Hold like, but... I'll do a calculated approach. I'd go full Luke Skywalker on these bitches, just, like, flying chairs, like, attach some ropes and trees and whatnot, like, put some magic tricks, and they'll be like... Oh, Whoa! now you're going in a different direction. Now you're trying to no, fake... Now yeah, you're trying to hoodwink them. Yeah. What? D- you talking about doing magic tricks? What? Yeah. 
Because, like, I come, I bring gifts, like, I bring some oranges or something, and then I put some magic. Would you crates. guys, okay, oranges. yeah, would you like guys, gifts, bring gifts. Guys, they have to be like he contributed to the clan, the tribe. Would, okay. would you guys cl- we go like to Nepal? Yes, and climb, climb the cave walls that not the cave walls, but the cliffs to f- harvest hallucinogenic honey. <laughs> Yeah, why not? With, with primitive, with primitive Wait, the honey uh, hunting harnesses. Uh, not I would, well. Yeah, why not? yeah, sure. For the experience, probably. Boy. What, so, I think boy. I would. Uh, I'm looking you know at this that... video right now from National Geographic. Uh, dangerous what about the honey? Honey hunting. Yeah, so I know in uh, in like the Amazon when they're hunting honey. Uh, it's wild. Like, they're risking their lives for just a little bit of a sugar rush. Really? But in Nepal, they're risking their lives to get high. Because this honey just fucks you up. Oh, the like, wild. The flowers that it comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's uh, a big it's thing. It's incredibly hallucinogenic. Yeah, that's not nah. If you're wondering why I sound slightly distracted, I'm, I'm practicing my aim for the Overwatch tournament. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I haven't played this game in a while. So. And oh, I'm, I'm running, running with my CS sense. So. Bless me. Golden Boy, what, what is that guy called who's bald on YouTube? He's like bald and does like explain videos. Joe Rogan? No, he is like... Vsauce. Michael V-Sauce? here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vsauce. He did like a travel series. Oh, no, it was like an experiment series on YouTube. Bless you. Oh, sorry. Um, I think I'm allergic to bullshit discussions like this. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking like all these people are traveling and do cool shit. I'm like, we could also do cool shit. But instead, I'm flying around in Elwind Forest and fucking picking herbs. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're just getting a bit stir crazy from not being able to go outside. Yeah, and so you're going yeah, to the furthest you have extreme. No urge to go traveling. Not right I now. I do, do you think after this. Not right now. I think after after lockdown, people are going to be really doing some crazy shit. Yeah, do you I, know think, what I think travel's going to explode. Open sick. Yeah, I, yeah. People yeah, sure. people are going to be living their best lives after quarantine. You know what if I mean? If that ever yeah. happens. I'm going to be traveling a lot. I'm going to be going to fucking Nepal. Yeah. Sofo. Montenegro. Everywhere. Uh, okay. Everywhere. There you go. Do it up. You know what? Listen. Okay. I'm telling you. I also, think... I'm just saying, we're going to win this Overwatch tournament. My aim, crispy. It's on point. Okay. Wonderful. Good <laughs> yes. to know. A flight oh to God. Nepal takes 40 hours and costs $3,000. From Los Angeles. Los Angeles. What, well, are you, you looking at it right now? Expensive, though. Yeah, because oh, there's probably about yeah. two flights running in the whole world. True. Yeah. I didn't think there was much demand for flights to Nepal, though. Well, yeah, but if there's no supply, then it's still going to be mega True. expensive. And there, and, and okay. when, once everything comes back up, yeah, Nepal. Nepal is a... Uh, like, Nepal somewhere I did want to go. I did want to go yeah, to I Nepal. Wanna, I, I want to go, go to, to Nepal. Jerusalem, too. Like, I just want to see too. shit. You know, mm-hmm. I really want to go on these. Uh, oh, what are they called? It's like meditation groups, and like you go to Nepal, and you just like no phone for a week, nothing going on for a week, and it's just you and a guide, and you do like meditation, you do some like rituals, like you know, mm. without any. Are you talking about the or whatever? Okay, they call it like retreats, like a meditation retreat or whatever. Like, sure. I aren't they like known for, for sexually week, harassing women? What? <laughs> 
Are yeah, they? like the well, yeah, immediately like, retracting that statement. I don't so, know, no, but like, like, like the the gurus and shit, where people like go out to discover themselves in these fucking, I don't know, like Argentina or wherever the fuck else they're going for these these things or Peru. I mean, that sounds more like a cult. they're like they're run by like these these gurus and they 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 prey on women in like a lot of these scenarios. That sounds more like a cult, not like a Buddhist kind of. Yeah, but that's what kind of what they are. But like, yeah, they're like not not. I'm not saying Buddhist. But like they're they're like a, these spiritual retreats. Uh, I've read. I was reading a BBC article about it, about how I mean, a lot of them are just could be right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. I'm not 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 putting you down. I mean, go for your spiritual retreat. But uh, but yeah, just be careful, Johnny, because you might get preyed upon by the the guru. Oh yeah, maybe. I so you know? I I was thinking about this. I'm gonna go settle down talk- there. As you guys were talking about traveling and stuff, so I realized that my thing when I travel is that I'm I'm more about food. Like I I like discovering oh, yeah? new food and 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 learning the culture through food. Whenever me and Cynthia go places, like that's our hook. Yeah, we we go to sites and stuff, and it's great. But the thing that we are excited about is trying out different uh, cuisines, different ingredients, you know, ways to prepare things. That to us is the is the adventure. There, I I do like that there are so many different kinds of travelers that exist. Uh, because one of my favorite YouTube channels is this guy uh, named uh, Mark Weems, who he goes he he's a he's a Thai uh, a food like vlogger, and he goes all over the world. Literally, if you go to his YouTube channel, it's nuts. Like the amount of places that this guy has gone to, it's it's bananas. And all he's doing is just traveling for food. He's learning new cuisines and and taking in all this uh, delicious, uh, you know, variety that's out there in the world. That, to me, is like adventure. I don't care about the death-defying stuff and, and, and climbing mountains. Like, I truly do not give a flying rat's ass about that. Mm. But what I will always remember is... Uh, the delicious, uh, you know, savory feeling of having something that you've 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 never experienced in you, your life. You don't want a near death experience? Not at all. One of my favorite things was we were in Portugal, me and my wife in Lisbon, and we went to this uh, meat spot that they gave you the meat on the skewer. But what was sick was that they put all the ingredients like at the bottom. And then they would hang the meat on the skewer so that all of the juices would actually drip onto like your rice and your beans and and everything. So you were taking it all in at the same time, like peeling away at whatever meat was up there, whether it was like chicken or pork or beef or or whatever the, the meat may be. And that to me was something I'll never forget about Lisbon, Portugal. We didn't have a great time in, in Lisbon, honestly. It was like beautiful city, but we really were like kind of not sure it was a last minute trip we weren't really sure where to go but mm. that restaurant made the entire trip for me mm-hmm. uh so that's how i travel uh just so you guys know it's not from really food place to, like, to food do... place yeah it's not really that's trying why to like, go to like some crazy you shit. would be perfect for a traveling show where we just forced you to do shit out of your comfort zone like yes. climbing kilimanjaro get no yes. i i or making first contact with tribes in the amazon I found no. the BBC article, I think, that you were talking about, by the way, Brent. I don't mm. think it was like a spiritual place. It was a compilation of uh, sexual abuse accusations of shamans from ayahuasca retreats. Uh, yeah, probably in, that. In, oh. uh, in, in South America. Um, and it's kind of com- saying that as the tourism has increased, more of the, 
more of the places that are offering it have people at the head of it that are taking advantage of the lone women that end up doing it as part of their tourism visits to South America. That's a shame. That's a shame. It's a shame that but it's humans also... exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's unrelated to what you just said, but it's interesting how that has become such a hot tourism kind of thing. Yeah. It, mm. It's like pretty well known at this point and like yeah. a lot of people do it and it's just like it's become this thing that a lot of people are excited about and want to do I think people are just um, tired of their lives yeah well i mean eventually if it continues it's going to become like commercialized and shit like that's unreal i, mean, I think it I already, think it already has yeah yeah maybe yeah, yeah dude that's we, when, to me. we're living in strange times that's when weird. we went to thailand they um they i mean commercialized the hell out of those uh the floating markets those floating markets back in the day were like super sick because you would be able to get like rare ingredients, things that you would not normally find in, in regular markets because they were out in the in, in, in the different islands that were surrounding. Um, uh, was it Ayutthaya? I don't remember the exact name. Uh, and it was it was sick, right? Or at least it was. And then they, you know, popularized it, you know, kind of changed the entirety. And then when you get there, it's just, oh, yeah, here's this mug. Where is it from? China. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I don't really want to buy anything here. And the only thing that was great when we went to those floating markets in Thailand was that uh, I was able to just chill on a boat, which I wasn't like a huge fan of because I don't like boats. (laughs) Uh, But I was able to chill on a boat and have a beer, you know? Yeah. And and that was, and like the guy gave me the beer on the boat. Like we were exchanging the money. I was like on my boat and he was like rowing up to me. And then, and then we like, you know, gave the money off. That was it. That That's was like cool. the coolest part about it. But beyond that, like you, there was just nothing there to get. Uh, then when we went to, um, where was it? Uh, Turkey. Now that was sick. When we went to the spice markets in, in Turkey and mm. uh, Istanbul, that was cool because you would get there and you'd get hit with this amazing uh, scent because of all the different spices that were out in the open and in just the, all of these different smells that were just hitting you from all these different angles. Uh, and then on top of that, they were also cooking with those spices in the market. So you were oh able to get uh, food and stuff. It was phenomenal. I yeah, loved <clears throat> I loved Istanbul. Istanbul was, was awesome. Did you know that they make a pudding uh, in Istanbul that uses boiled chicken? I don't know. Well, you, you mean that. like a dessert? Yeah. So no, they make a rice. No, no, no. It's not. Well, I chicken it would be rice. disgusting too. So what they use it for? Uh, instead, um, I'm trying to remember what the the ingredient that they use to like keep the pudding together. They instead used the boiled chicken to do that. But the, it was like to, boiled to the point where it was literally just like it would fall apart, right? Oh. Where the the meat had like no flavor, and it was just yeah. a, a holding together ingredient that they would use like something to bind all the pudding together uh and it was so freaking delicious we went to this market i was on the hunt for this thing the entire time we were in istanbul and then we went to this one cafe that had the most delicious apple tea i've ever drank in my life (laughs) and this uh and and this pudding shit just it it was like i haven't been able to find it ever since because Mm. we went back to the market the next day and it was sold out because it was was so good (laughs) and they were sold out of it uh, so we just, I just sat there and had the delicious apple tea with like some shitty cookie. I was really pissed. Uh, but man, that was, that was like the best part of that whole, whole experience. So yes, I do travel. Okay. I do travel. Well, I said you didn't travel. Not one of those people that wants well, to you know, scale the side of a mountain with some primitive uh, equipment 
when gear that is perfectly fine that has been okay, created you, to I, hold my I giant wasn't, ass. I wasn't that type of person either, but you get forced out of your comfort zone and you learn to enjoy it because your your brain likes to be challenged, you know. Not not mentally, but your brain <laughs> likes to be tricked into thinking it's about to die. Same reason I chucked myself down a mountain skiing and pushed my limits too much. Pretty I sure mean, I've had a couple stupid. of near-death experiences skiing. Uh, and I, I think I've told those stories on Josh's channel, yeah. but not, not on the foreheads. But when I was in, uh, I've told you the guys the story, right? When I was traveling in Indonesia and I, my, I, I was traveling with my uncle from Australia. He's not from Australia, but he moved to Australia. And we went to an island off the coast of Indonesia. And, and mm-hmm. we were mopeding, and I was on the back of his moped. Have I not told you this? Is this not triggering any bells? German tourists? No. Nope. Doesn't trigger any bells at all. How far no. in are we? I don't yeah, know. well, how much time we have? Uh, let me wrap with this story, though. Yeah, okay. yeah, we were, yeah. When I, when I was, when I was um, 17, I went to Australia and, and Bali again, and we, we met up with my family from Australia who emigrated over there. And this is the meeting point. The meeting point was like Bali, Indonesia. Bali, if you're unaware, is the essentially the Magaluf for Australians. Magaluf being like a super popular tourist spot for Europeans. Uh, it, it's that is the spot where Australians go to get fucked up, essentially, and and have a cheap holiday. Um, but outside of just the main tourist hotspot, which is Kuta. You, you find a lot of really cool spots in Bali. Like there's some fantastic areas. I've had some of the best um, pork-based dishes ever in Bali in, in a place called Ubud. If you ever go to Ubud, you can go to the monkey temple. Almost got rabies from a monkey. Told that story at some point as well. Um, uh, and I also ate some really nice pork. But this story is actually on an island. So we ended up going to a, an island. I can't remember if it was the island of Lombok or somewhere else. But the point is it was a very kind of almost rural island, but slightly commercialized in certain areas. But if you wanted to find a roller spot, you could find it. And we, we got to this island. We rented mopeds without IDs. We just rented mopeds. And I was riding on my uncle's moped. And we were riding around the island. Now, my uncle is a bit of a mad bastard. He likes, he likes his drink. And he'd had a couple of beers. <laughs> and he, we were going around this island at around 60 miles an hour uh, on this dinky little moped winding roads trying to avoid locals couple of couple of near misses saying hello to also other tourists and whatnot and we're traveling around and we basically we went on a bar crawl around this island in in indonesia in rural indonesia going to little tiny fishing villages and just wandering in and asking if they had beer and just sitting down and paying them paying them for a beer and having a beer at one spot and going to the next one so yes we he was drink driving was it illegal? Don't think so in the particular area we were at, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but but the point was, it was a fun time. No one was on the roads. The only people at risk were, were ourselves, realistically speaking. Uh, and it was, a, it was a fun time because I was scared for my fucking life on the back of this moped, clinging onto him. And we, we were traveling around and exploring, and we found this mm-hmm. little cove in the island, and it was so picturesque. When you think of like Southeast Asia and this kind of oh my audio's fucked. No, you wait. No, what? you're good. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. We're thinking of, when you think of like a picturesque scene in Southeast Asia, of a little cove with long fishing boats, with villagers going out and fishing, uh, and just like a small you know small building and the sun setting. Imagine, imagine that one of the most romantic atmospheres possible. Me and my uncle stroll up. We roll up on this moped, 
mm-hmm. couple of drinks in, couple of bevies in. When you get a couple of beers in, my uncle, he likes, he's a prankster. He loves to play pranks on people. My grandmother will tell you he has done some terrible shit. There was a point in, <laughs> there was a, there was a point where my uncle, he's, he was so notorious for pulling pranks on, on his, on his, on his mum and everyone else around him that he got ran over by a truck. Jesus Christ. On oh April Fool's Day, <laughs> he actually got run over by a truck and the school rang up <laughs> my dad to say, David's been hit by a lorry. And my dad was like, is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't believe that it was real. It, I mean, it was on April Fool's Day as well. Yeah. But she was like, no, 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 he actually has. And she didn't believe it. Oh my she God. didn't believe it because she thought it was, they were fucking with him. But he is notorious for pulling this kind of shit. So we pull up in this cove and it's picturesque. And every now and then you see these tourists and there's this lovely German couple who look like they should be Instagram models. Probably were, let's be real. You know, gorgeous, <laughs> fit. They, they look like they're almost like chiseled out of marble, you know. <laughs> and they say, oh, hello. Would you like to, t- can you take a picture of us? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. We take a picture of them and but with this beautiful scenery. And my uncle gets the, the, the idea. He says, Oh, could you uh, could you take a picture of us? And they're like, yes, yes, of course, of course. And he just starts groping me and trying to kiss me on the lips <laughs> in front of this German couple, trying to pretend that we're a couple. And I'm like, well, okay, we'll just go. We'll, let's just go along with this. Then. <laughs> oh my god! And, 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 and he pretends that I am his toy boy, and we convince this oh. German couple that we were like this drastically different age group couple because at this point i'm 17 and he's like he's in his mid 40s oh god <laughs> and this german couple they just don't know what to do they take the picture and they're just like ah, okay see ya <laughs> bye <laughs> that is nuts yeah that's yeah. kind of oh horrific but and that's also, oh there's God. a lot of questions, but there's just too much to dive into. There's too much time. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time. We, we, we played it off nicely, I think, as in, like, <laughs> he, he was, like, trying to go. He was, like, trying to full-on make out with me. <laughs> and I just kept, and I kept, like, pushing him away. But I think they thought that maybe I was just too embarrassed, you know, as a young, <laughs> as a young twink. I was young too embarrassed twink. in public to be doing this. I don't fucking know. That's but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's my story of how we went around the islands of Lombok and terrorized the <laughs> island. <laughs> terrorized the island. You know, maybe we do do it. Maybe we should start oh our God. own I'm to uh, travel I'm... channel. Hit us up. Travel maybe, channel. Maybe it four wasn't... heads abroad. Four heads abroad. That's what it should be called. And uh, if anyone wants to waste money on this venture. Yeah. Please reach out to uh, Johnny. He will be waiting for you outside of a uh, Korean BBQ spot. Uh, yeah. what, he may, what are he may try and fight you. What are five destinations? Yeah, that... our five destinations. I say Norway, Ethiopia, Nepal. Mm-hmm. What else? I like these places. Japan. Yes. Yeah, but you two have already been there. Have you been to F- Japan? I'd fucking go again. I'd dude. go. I'd, so you sick. understand. I'd go to Japan every single month of the yeah, year. So would I. I. I actually would I, as well. In fact, I would probably just move to Japan uh, if, you know, well, I the could. The locals weren't so like, xenophobic. It, yeah. yeah that, well, I don't think it's xenophobic. I just think they're just, uh, you know, it, I, it's just I a different heard, kind of culture. I've heard that they are, if you're, t- if you're a tourist, they're, they're perfectly fine. They love the fact that you're visiting the country. If you live there and you don't speak Japanese, 
then fuck you and where you came from. Well, but then at the same time, though, wait a minute. Uh, we kind of do that shit out here in the United States, like a bunch of assholes where we're like, if you don't speak American, then don't come around here. You know, so I'm just saying that I understand the mentality where like if you if you live there and you're and you're contributing to society. Yeah. Learn some freaking Japanese. Dude you're, the only, you're the only American here, Golden Boy. Well, but you know you what, what I mean. You all live. You all live in the United States now, and you but all speak there, pop. But imagine if Johnny, for example, didn't speak, like he, he like spoke uh, Swedish more than he spoke English, right? He no speak English. Like people, <laughs> people, they would give him shit for it, and it would be really like annoying. And that's kind of know. like how it is. Like I always think I about think how how people travel out, <laughs> how people travel <laughs> out here. And how they manage it, because me and Cynthia went to Greece, and the sign signs were all in Greek, right? Yeah. How the hell were we supposed to get around? Like, I don't know. But hey, you know what? At that point, learned a little bit of of, of Greek, right? Just just to try and get around and learn like what the areas and how it would uh, like relate and yeah. try and like understand but, it. Well, well, so I well, get it. I'll say, I'll say this though: if you're living in a country, you should make an effort to learn the language. This is true. Yeah, exactly. Right. So but also, so I'm saying I understand why because we do. The but at same the same time, here. Japanese are also particularly like particularly xenophobic. <laughs> Damn, I'm trying to save you over here any way I uh, can, and you're I, making I, it challenging. I think so. They've got signs saying Japanese only on certain restaurants. Like if you're not Japanese, they will not let you in the restaurant. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, mm. Do they not just mean that they speak Japanese only? No, and it happened to us. It happened to me when I was in Japan. We tried to go into a restaurant to eat, and there was tables, and there's people eating. And I, I didn't make the mistake of going in at lunchtime when they were about to go for lunch. We went in at a time that was a pretty pretty popular time. We walked in, and the guy was like, Mm-mm. like that. I put an article in the doc actually from uh, where is it this week in this week in Asia. I believe mm. is what it's called. Yeah, it was a website. Let me see if I can click it here. Um, and it's like, uh, why is racism so big in Japan? And this guy was pointing to a sign that says, uh, Debito Aruto in front of a Japanese bathhouse with a sign saying Japanese only. Uh, photo seems a little old, but this, is, this article is from 2017. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, <clears throat> the people in Japan that I met were some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, I literally got offered cocaine by the Yakuza. <laughs> it doesn't get more friendly than that, you know? Like, yeah. It, yeah. it's, it's uh, the, everyone I met was particularly friendly, but I think there's just this uh, prevailing undertone of, of, of uh, just people. Isolationism. Aspects. I think it, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, all, is- they not always have been, but they were for a huge amount of time a very isolationist a, culture. Yeah, such a unique culture that's so different to anything else around them. And, and you know, there's some ties obviously over to other asian countries but across the board if you look at east asia they've all just been continuously going to war with one another you know it's like and also there's, there's the history of conquest where japan has just been trying to invade everyone so hmm. it's uh yeah it's it's kind of just built into the culture and i think in uh in this but i don't think day it's and age, younger folks though i've never no, I mean, so i'm I, saying like I, I met a lot of friendly people right but I, yeah. I just think in this day and age we shy away from those conversation topics because we just want to believe that the world is all lovey-dovey. But, you know, these things still exist. 
Yeah, oh, uh, I'm sure. sure it does. I just don't know anything about it. So, so I, I mean, I look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, take it that path. But literally, it just, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. But literally, last night when I was playing Valorant, uh, some dude, like, I don't know if the person knew uh, who I was. I am very public, obviously, about my uh, very background, famous, and my race. Well. You know, uh, no, very very famous. famous. No, very but I'm famous. I'm very public about it, and uh, some guy used very uh, like he said, "Could I get an autograph in Spanish?" And when he said that to me, I was like, "Hmm." So I made the joke and said, "No, I'll give it to you in hieroglyphics." Uh, to which then the guy said uh, something about sand n words and stuff, and I was just like, "What? I, I'm gonna oh, just damn. back out of this game cool. uh, right now." Funny enough, though, as I, I posted that clip on Twitter, because I really think that, you know, people like that should be called out because it's it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, there have been a, a, a shocking amount of comments from people like one guy legitimately said to me, um, or you could have just muted him and played the game and not ruined it for everyone else. And I was <laughs> wow. like. What is the what does he of, think ruining for everyone else was? Yeah, like it was literally all four of them. You know, like uh, how how am I ruining yeah, uh, it? Well, for, how, how am I ruining the game? Fuck knows. I don't know. These people have a twisted uh, mentality. Also, a lot, this is this, this doesn't really apply to just gamers in general. But what I notice is the more hardcore a game audience, the more likely they are to lack social skills and any sort of understanding of social situations. So, for example, on the Valorant subreddit. A clip, literally just a woman streamer, there was a clip of her getting a lucky 2K. And all the comments, some of the comments were just disgusting. Just only only talking about like her looks or anything else. Uh, other people just basically calling her out for hacking because they couldn't believe that she would get two kills. Like yeah. the, So I think the more hardcore a game and more niche it is, like Valorant is going to be, it's going to be a hardcore niche game, the more you're going to attract people who quite literally... The only thing they do is play that game and they don't have social skills boot up. And, and like, that's what you're going to see. Obviously not across the board. Yeah. But it's just something that I notice, like trends, basically. The more casual a game is, generally speaking, the more accepting and the more likely it you is to interact right. with people you're right. outside, you know? Cynthia, Cynthia, actually, she's been doing a lot of Animal Crossing, right? As have yep. been a lot of folks in quarantine. And she was saying to me, like, man, everyone is so nice. Like, she tweeted yeah. about getting a uh, the Statue of Liberty, and I retweeted it, and then a bunch of people have responded. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll gladly, you know, yeah. give you that. Or even random people that she's met through Animal Crossing have been so kind yeah. and nicer because well, the I mean, game it's... itself is, is, like, welcoming and wholesome. Yeah, so there's, not, no, there's no, no reason to be a racist dickhead I, I, I don't, in, in this. You know? I don't think that it's the... The game being wholesome, though, that causes people to be wholesome. I think it's different people. I, I, I think that the 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 people that are... Uh, I don't know. I think the people that have been playing competitive games for so long have, been, have just learned that they can get away with doing stuff like that. Like, it's just become normalized. And so it's his own little mm. subculture of just horrific behavior. Just shrouded in anonymity. Whereas with something like Animal Crossing, you're interacting with uh, a different type of people. People that are actually just more more social. I, I think it's just because the Perhaps. game attracts different people. Well, I, I don't think the same people your, are playing. Here's a, here's a challenge for everyone listening. If you hear that shit in your game, call it out. Yeah. And then report them and then mute them. And then... 
Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll, really I'll hate that. The, the... Well, I was just gonna say, I just really hate yeah, that, the, that the perspective of it all is that oh, it's the internet and we can't do anything about it. Nah, and bro. it's like, dude, how about we actually do try and do something about it rather than throw our hands up in the air and be like, ah, it's the internet. We just got to accept it. Nah, fuck that shit, bro. It's so I'm tired of that crap. It's so boring as well. Like, if they're doing it because they're racist, that's fair enough. Their brain is the size of a rat. But the if they're doing it because they're trying to be funny, it's just fucking boring. It's not even funny. Like, finger some humor, you know? At least copy a comedian. They're just doing it for shock humor. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just not, it's not, even. it's, I don't know. It's like something that, uh, you know, if you're 14, shock humor, you find funny. It's it's so low level. It's so base. Yeah, I don't get it, bro. Basic bitches, know. bro. It goes right back to it. Just like the way when Josh just used basic ass uh, 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 hair dye rather than True. going yeah. full yeah. in. Rather than going you know? full hair dye. Basic exactly. bitches. Josh that's equals it. racist. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the conclusion we're coming well, to. Well, shut what it were down. You say, Johnny? What were you going to say, Johnny? No, no. He cut off. Uh-oh. Anyone here, Johnny? No, he's died. He, he's ripped out. He's ripped oh, out his mic there. cable. Oh God! No, we can't hear you, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, this is a good place to end this. Podcast. It really is. Well, Johnny was going to say something really wholesome, but I think that that is going to do it for the foreheads. Thank you so much to everyone who. Hold on, this wasn't in. a very wholesome episode. Uh, well, he was going to say something wholesome. But and I'm not then, happening. Yeah, then he ripped his mic out. So then he ripped oh, his mic out, and now out. Johnny's just trying to figure it out. And watching him trying to figure it out is actually that's quite wholesome about this whole thing. Uh, folks, be kind to one another. Wash your hands. Do some good stuff out there in the world. Play some video games. Make sure you give us a follow on Spotify. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Uh, we love your support. Also, comment in the YouTube section. I'm sure some of you may agree or disagree with anything that was brought up in the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We didn't read any reviews, so if we uh, get any reviews, we will be sure to read them. We'll also check out some of the comments on YouTube for the next episode. We appreciate you guys checking us out, uh, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is 4 Podcast. Take care of each other. Peace. I Later. love you all. Goodbye.